are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. I'm Mike Luke, joined by John Schuster. Yeah, the show. Boy, you sound thrilled about that. Yes, absolutely. That that, that was about that that was some fine malaise right there. But you know what? There isn't malaise. Yes. When it's brought to you by NetSuite. Damn right. NetSuite is NetSuite is something it that was so excited your phone made a noise. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's like yes. NetSuite ding. NetSuite is NetSuite's just something different entirely. Uh, check them out. You want to be able to. Um, this is it. Uh, over 28,000 businesses already use it. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program. Go to netsuite.com slash Wildcats. Boom. There you go. That was a much easier read than the uh, read that we had yesterday. <laughs> um, again, with John Schuster, I am Mike Luke. All right. Um, we talked a little bit uh, in another venue about uh, physicality and, you know, some recruiting with Arizona. We're not going to get into all the recruiting. But, Gonzaga, you've been a, a harbinger of honesty you know, for essentially for a long time, you kept telling, I kept saying, I'm like, John Schuster, this team, you know, this program, this team, it's just not that good. And you just said, and you're like, oh, Mike, you're, you're crazy. They're incredibly skilled. This that, that was almost word for word, exactly the dialogue with that. Me. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that essentially broke it down. And even though I pretended I took, I reveled every time that they would lose in the mm-hmm. uh, Sweet right. 16 to uh-huh. the fifth seed, they yeah. would eventually out physical them. Now, we talked about how Arizona is tough, very tough mentally. But the one thing that I think you look at and you wonder a little bit is they're not, it's weird. They're not a very physical team per se. And I think that you could maybe put a little bit, maybe talk a little bit about that with Gonzaga. What do you think about that just generally? I, it, it appears that, you know, there are a number of, when you one of the one of the fascinating things about sports and apologies for kind of hemming and hawing along to get to that is you can win in a variety of different ways and it's interesting when different styles and philosophies go up against each other and what you're attempting to do is trying to enhance your strengths uh, at the uh, you, you know and have them outweigh your weaknesses mm-hmm. obviously better talent helps you to get that to occur and Gonzaga is a program that has recruited significantly better talent over the course of the 20-plus years that Mark Few has been there. Mm-hmm. Mark Few's dominated their conference. They've made tournament runs. Uh, they've had a litany of impressive non-conference wins. But it's not going out on a limb to, to say that the Gonzaga team of the last— the Gonzaga program of the last five years is better than the Gonzaga program from five years before that, which was better than the Gonzaga program from 10 years before that. So it's been a great run, but Gonzaga's really good. Correct. Okay? They and are a top five they're, program they're, in you know, the nation are, right now. They are, they are on that top rung. Whatever that, however many teams and programs are on that top rung, they're one of them. Okay. They're, they're hung well on the rung, and for so, sure. And so as, as a result of their hanging and their runging, uh, you know, they are able to often effectively negate what they may lack in physicality. Mm-hmm. Now, I think physicality is going to uh, 
coincidentally, I think physicality is going to be a problem for them this mm-hmm. year. They had a physical player in Jalen Suggs who was different probably than the type of player mm-hmm. that they've had at that position or many other positions on their roster. An, he was a guy that you looked at for five seconds and you said that's an NBA guard slash wing. Right and, and a guy who can defend anybody and be effective and be as physical mm-hmm. as the person across from them, which right. is your rub, understandably, again, and, and the rub a lot of other people have, in regards to Gonzaga and, frankly, in regards to the Ludols in Arizona, many of the Ludols in Arizona teams. Mm-hmm. So My question has always been this, because I always hear, well, you either have to have size or speed. Why can't you have both? And, and I've never understood that argument. I always think of those UConn teams, like mm-hmm. with Calhoun. Those teams could do everything. They always had big physical wings. I mean, you just go down the list. You had, you know, Ray Allen, Richard Hamilton, uh, Rudy Gay, Karan Butler. But up front, you always had like a Mecca Okafor or somebody mm-hmm. like that. Why Why can't you be fast and physical at the same time? I've never understood that. Well, maybe there just aren't that many players that can yeah, do both. That's right. Maybe that's, that's it. That's I mean, may, maybe it's as simple as that. And, you know, so as a result, and, and now that you have players who don't stay for a long period right, of time. Right. That 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 probably play because my guess is that if you have a guy who's a good skill player who's also physical, mm-hmm. then he's probably not going to play college. Yeah, that's for a, a particularly point. long period of time. Which, uh, hey, which is which is why to a large degree you probably saw more of those guys in the college game 15, 20, 30 years ago, which is why basketball college basketball teams were better uh, in, in in the 90s than they are then, then they aren't. James count is fast and physical. Sure, of course. Okay, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. Uh, uh, that was, I'm guessing, rhetorical. Oh, I don't know. Because I'm guessing you think he will. He think he is. Oh, I don't know. I just because to, with I just, your love affair, you think he is. I just wanted to let you. I know. want you to go on the record, the and locked on record, to believe James that LeBron James is okay. Physical? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. Good. Because we're going to hold you to that. By the um, way, one thing real quick. I watched him yesterday. It is absolutely, and John Schuster does not like LeBron James. I do like LeBron James. Uh, on the court, a lot of his other stuff annoys me. But one thing about him, he's in year 19, and he's still arguably the best player in the world. That is absolutely— It's insane. It's absurd. It's absurd. But go yeah. ahead. Um, uh, and um, you're lo- he's just and a I kid guess, from Akron. And I guess Tom Brady is, what, one of the rare other examples that falls under that You might that be category. looking at the two, like— where you're like they have an interesting legacy for as long as they've been effective. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really mm-hmm. is interesting. Nevertheless, is it all on the up and up? Who do you th- is what on the up and up? Um, just we're seeing two things that we've never seen before. Uh, ag- two men age. Oh, do you way. are 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 you suggesting that they're using maybe I'm, I'm maybe? Just, I'm just asking. Does something feel a little off? That's not necessarily. All. Okay. No, no, no not necessarily. No, no, no. I, I I think there you've got to be extraordinarily disciplined. Mm-hmm. You know, in addition to having you've some got to have the Mike Luke slash gifts. John Schuster diet. <laughs> Unquestionably, Bill Bar. By the, the way, oh, by the way, Bill Bar. I'm sorry. That was this is an this is off topic uh-huh. ad lib right here. <laughs> There is no way when you look at Tom Brady and John Sh- or John Schuster, <laughs> especially. I think I think that's fair to say. There when you look no at Tom Brady, John Schuster, um, there is no way that you look at those two. Brad men, Alice, Brad, Bruno, well, not not Bruno because right. Bruno's not allowed to have Bill right. Bar. Will, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. But when you look at William, Mike Brad Luke. Alice, Mike uh, Luke, right. all these people, all you think of Bill Bar. Think it of Bill sustains Bar. greatness. It does. And you know what? Mm-hmm. LeBron James is one of those guys that he might not even endorse it, but we know what you're up to. <laughs> oh. It's kind of like the UC. CLA basketball program. Uh, we know what you're up say to. Say one thing, but, but we, know we know about what you're up to. Yeah, we, we know you're conniving. Your that's yes. that's yes. absolutely. Let's it. take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. 
You're listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast with John Schuster. I'm Mike Luke. And you might have heard Bruno snoring in the background. That's his contribution oh, to today's Bruno, performance. Bru- oh, yes, exactly. And Br- uh, Bruno is snoring, too. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, by the way, watching dogs dream is crazy. Like, he was having a weird dream the other night because a lot of times he'll sleep out on the couch and then he makes his way into the bedroom. And I wake up and, like, there's, it's a, it's a fairly decent-sized bed. And I'm sleeping on like 3% of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yes. he's essentially pushed me uh-huh. to the side. Right. And he just starts, I'm waking up and he just starts, I just start hearing this. <laughs> and I'm looking over and I'm like, oh crap, this dog's going to kick my ass while he's asleep. <laughs> so there's your Bruno story for Bruno's been a prominent part of many of these and the, and, and And the frustrating thing is, is that they, they, they don't have the ability to communicate whatever the hell it was that they were dreaming. Right. Which would sure. be, it'd be cool to yeah, find I out what dogs are dreaming. What you're dream- I it's just probably, admit- they're, they're probably breaking down mathematical formulas <laughs> to uh, travel dimensions. I just uh, imagine him To like- cover universal <laughs> spatial com- uh, components. And yeah, m- I watched something one time, time about like the space odyssey that a dog <laughs> must be on when they get into a car. For like a car ride, that must be for like you or I, like being on heroin in outer space or something. Like, what in the world is well, going on? We're here? wealthy. We can uh, check with. Let's, uh, let's check with uh, Richard Branson. Oh, by the way, uh, and see how... if uh, Branson or Bezos, and see if they'll allow us to do heroin. By the way, be the first seen... to do heroin Speaking in of, space. I just asked you. Uh, I asked you if Tom Brady and uh, uh, LeBron James are on now. You're asking up. me if Bezos is doing have heroin in pictures? space. Have you seen pictures of him? now? Oh, he's ridiculous. He's huge. He's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's just. He's, he is, and 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 you can tell by all the photos, and uh, you, you know it's oh, paparazzi know. from a distance and all this. He went from he went he's he just, went from you can't possibly. There's no way if you were in a room with this guy and tried to talk with this guy that you could possibly like this guy. No way, yeah, for there's sure. Just no. He his <clears throat> everything about him. This is Chad. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. There's just whatever. Chad's a fitness guy, by the way. Right, uh, right, right. He's a he's, fictional fitness guy that we chat about. He's not a fictional about. fitness oh, guy. Well, he's, nevertheless, yes. um, you know, it, it, that's like the end of the movie, right. where where they talk about how uh, the characters portrayed <laughs> yes. in this uh, fictional podcast uh, do not necessarily right. yes. reflect uh, to real life personalities. This does. Uh, <laughs> well. I'm going to let you get sued. All right, for, for sure. For, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, gonna, Chad. I'm going to let you face that right. civil law. Okay, let me... What... Since we've sidetracked the last five minutes here, yeah, what has it always been about Gonzaga that's bugged you? And does it concern... Why doesn't it bug you for Arizona? Because it's sort of... there's you know poten- It's potentially the same thing. All right. In, uh, two things. Very good question. Oh, thanks. Um, there's two things that have always annoyed me a little bit. I don't necessarily mind the conference thing because that that to me is whatever. You can't control what right. conference you're in. And they don't have football. So like when the people are like, well, why don't you join the Pac-12? Well, we don't have a football program. Believe it or not, basketball doesn't carry enough weight to just come in without a So I get all that. My problem always, though, was the – until about four years ago, well, this is the best Gonzaga team ever. You know, this is, this is clearly the one that's going to break through. And every year they lose in this Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. I got tired of hearing the Gonzaga narrative every year that this was the best Gonzaga team ever, and then they would bounce in the Sweet 16. It's different now. And Mike Luke can change with the times. And I've changed with the times. They've done what they've needed to do in the NCAA tournament, but that was mainly it. I got annoyed by hearing Gonzaga every single year beating up on, you know, crap and then losing in the Sweet 16 and people being amazed, like, what the heck? We didn't see that one happening. 
That's okay. what basically. All right. Okay. So not at all. Do you do you have the same concerns about Tommy Lloyd at Arizona? No. Be, uh, yeah. Well, that's a great question. I I still believe, and Gonzaga is different now. I believe. This is going to sound really weird being a Gonzaga is bringing in like the number one recruiting classes now. I still believe that you can get whatever whatever kind of caliber of athlete at Arizona that you really want to get. I don't know that that was necessarily the case at Gonzaga until about four years ago because it still felt a lot, I don't want to say gimmicky, but it was easy to see that a lot of those teams with like Blake Stepp and Richie Fromm, the second they went against like Michigan State or like, you know, a Duke team, that you guys are really, really good, but that's different right there. You're not NBA players. You're going against NBA players right there. Gonzaga's different now. Now, you know, there's still I still think there's a weird athleticism quotient that they lack, um, and but I don't really want to use Baylor as my you know flag because Baylor because Baylor's just, a Baylor problem for everybody. Baylor destroyed. Yeah. Baylor's a problem for everybody. Year. Um, but they've, I've come around on, I've come around on them. They definitely annoyed me for quite a long time though. So that's Okay. Would you, do you, do you like the Tommy Lloyd style? I love the Tommy Lloyd style. So do you like it better than, what are other college basketball, basketball styles that you like? Um, that's a good question. I love Rick Pitino's style. Where you're Which is certainly different than a Tommy Lloyd star. It is, it is. But I always, I, I always like if I've got better athletes than you. I love going three quarter court. I love dropping back into half court. I love going zone. I love coaches that aren't scared to mix. That's why I didn't like Sean Miller at all because everything was the exact same. It was like, you know, well, we don't even need to go into that. A guy like Rick Pitino, I absolutely love. This is another example. I love Billy Donovan's teams when he was at Florida, but again, he was a Rick Pitino disciple, so right. that made sense. Right. I generally liked how Roy Williams' teams played. I never looked at. I generally didn't look at North Carolina and said to myself, "Man, they're not getting the most out of their ability." With I don't. I like coaches that when they have better athletes than you or better players than you, they enforce that upon you. They let you know very quickly that we ha- we are better than you. Lute was generally pretty good at that. Um, there were things about Lute that did annoy me. Um, we talked about a little bit of the physicality. The fact that he never fouled at the end of games uh, when you're up three always annoyed me because it always seemed like somebody made a three there to send it into overtime or win. But I would say that it's more of a – I like guys that run a, a type of style that if I got better players than you, I'm going to impose my will. I'll give you an example. Can you imagine if Rick Pitino was coaching some of those mid-2010 Sean Miller teams? Where you had Hollis Jefferson, Aaron Gordon, I'd like uh, to imagine McConnell. that. I'm, I don't want to say they're winning a national championship, but I guarantee you they're getting to one Final Four in that list. And um, they're not necessarily going to blow a twelve-point halftime lead to Wisconsin. No, because you know what? The, at the end of the day, Patino's going to say something. All right, these guys are making a lot of threes right now. You know what? We need to do something different than just hoping that they start missing 28-foot threes or 28. And, and so I, I would get – Patino's always been the guy that I've had the massive man crush on as far as coaching style. How about you, John Schuster? I think those are, I think those are a fair – you know, I, I like a lot of those teams too. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to like ball movement on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I Pete like – Pete I, 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 <laughs> You're right. Um I appreciate what the what the Bennett's of the world do, but the aesthetic element doesn't mm-hmm. do anything for me. I'm I I guess I admire how good they are at it. 
And so I think that's, you know, all well and good. But in terms of wanting to watch them on a regular basis, just for the heck, just for the case of watching them, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, eh, okay. Uh, that, they're, they're not, they're not must-see TV. Right. So I like what, you know, all the ones that you name. I, I've always liked what Few's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like what Lloyd is doing. And I like that Lloyd appears to be more aggressive, at least in this early stage, than even Few is. Right. You know, Krzyzewski certainly plays an up-tempo style. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. a big Duke guy, but, you, you know, I'm sure, not it's... You're not going to be disappointed watching Duke from an entertainment standpoint. What Bill Self does at Kansas is great. Right. You know, those are the... um, Self was a guy, too, that was easy to pick. Huggins is a guy who I'm occasionally on the fence with. Right. I want to like Huggins more than I do. Um, There are times where I really like what they do and times where it just looks... You know what's weird about him? He's obviously a great coach. Mm -hmm. There's always something that I felt that's a... It's a little missing, and I don't know exactly what it is. Like, some of those Cincinnati teams were absolutely... See, Cincinnati is the great example of what you talked about earlier in regards to the... Cincinnati is anti-Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. You know, right. they are nothing but physical athletes, and you hope that they get seven shots every offensive possession because right. one of them's going to go right. in. Uh, like I remember those those teams though, where they had like Danny Fortson and Kenyon Martin. Those teams were. They were ugly to watch, but there was certainly an intimidation factor with them. Now, the problem, though, is that they didn't have the guards to be able to make up with that. I've always thought that Calhoun is historically the most underrated college basketball coach that I think there's been. I mean... It's really hard to argue that, too. Nobody I, ever brings, ever his brings him up. up. And this is a guy, again, with yeah. four or he three national championships, and Kevin Ollie won one with all of his guys. I'm sorry, I'm giving that to Calhoun. Or how about this? 3.75. All right. Because Kevin Ollie has shown that he's not a good coach <laughs> right. with, his, with his own players. But there was always something about it. You never looked at UConn and said, there's the weakness. Like, there was never any, like, Across the board, you had point guard play. Now, again, it wasn't Arizona point guard play, but there was a lot of Khalid El Amin's in there. Guys who were, you know, essentially Jason Gardner's. And then, by the way, I've got future NBA All-Stars on the wings in the big... That That's, the, to me, the guy that I, I don't think ever gets enough love, I guess. Let me ask you this before we uh, sign off right here. But what, what were you... Bobby Knight in his prime. Mm-hmm. Before, I guess, he, oh, he might have always been crazy. But... Yes. Oh, he was. What... What what did you think about him? What made him so great? Was he? Give me that. I, he could he, he could obviously he obviously knew how to mold the talent that he mm-hmm. had. I mean, he could recruit. He could certainly get good talent at a time where you know Indiana, you know in, Indiana was a good program and a lot of people like basketball and uh, you could recruit there and get a lot of good basketball players right. and some of the other schools. You know, weren't as uh, imp- as impressive at that time as as they are now. He was also a larger than life right. figure. He was he was always the focal point. I'm not. I can probably appreciate Knight's accomplishments better now, uh, as someone who can separate asshole from right. you know your your abilities a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, I hated Bobby Knight. Right. Uh, there was, there was just, uh, and 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 I was a big kind of, like a lot of, you know, kids are. Let go, go with me here. I know there's a lot of old shoe jokes out there. Uh, so me being Everyone's a kid, got old shoes. I was yes, I was uh, in my 17th uh, century at this point in time when Tarkanian was, and I've always uh, Tarkanian is another great example. Now, Tarkanian, I knew you would go there. Yeah, Tarkanian yeah. and few to me, 
They did nothing alike, and they have entire, well, they have, they, they have def, I don't think, they don't have different philosophies necessarily, but they have very different personalities. Right. And, and the approach to, that, that they used to get to where they got. Uh, but Tarkanian was an underdog just as few mm-hmm. has largely been an underdog for a good portion of his right. career. Uh, and I have a tendency to gravitate toward underdogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 was, and got annoyed when UNLV got beat by Indiana, I think mm-hmm. it was, in, in the mid-70s, right. in their final four run. That, that, was a game, that was a game I did not like at all. Right, for sure. Uh, so, so that provided me with a negative, an early influential negative feeling about Bobby Knight mm. uh, that lasted for a long time. Right. And and now hopefully as things have moved along a little bit, I've I've tried to, now in fairness, uh, Sean Miller tested this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, even e- even with that disgust, you know, you 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 try to separate what is the person's ability to between the lines as opposed to what is the person's, uh, right. you know, standing in terms of, you know, quality of humanity. Right. You know, and there are, and there, and, and those are sometimes challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and it's, um, you know, hopefully you can separate the two on a fairly consistent basis. But I understand that that's a very difficult thing to do, and it's often a challenge. And, it's, and in many ways, Knight was a guy who was challenging in his time, but there are a lot of players because of the uh, the political landscape and general polarization that it's easy for fans to and I'm not, I'm not blaming fans for this at all because again I get it mm-hmm. to kind of blend those two components and have one negatively affect the other uh, when when I would hope that there's an ability to appreciate what one can do separate from what you think of that individual. You'd like for them to be good in both, but um, sometimes that's sometimes you don't get that and you still get uh, good talent. But sometimes what you get though is you get betonline.ag, not Anthony Gimino Antigua, where you can go and get the best deals. Also, you helped me with this before. Here's the deal. Here's the get upside. Um, get download the app, get upside app, and then you put down score um, for your keyword, and you know what? You get 50 uh, cents off per gallon on your first tank of full gas. We'll be back with you Friday. You're listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast.